Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you doing? Good. We're going to talk about ischemic heart disease uh, or coronary artery disease this week. Both of those sort of imply, I think, uh, an inadequate supply of blood to the, the myocardium or the heart muscle. We often refer to chest discomfort as angina if it occurs when myocardial oxygen demand exceeds myocardial oxygen supply. Stable angina refers to chest discomfort that occurs predictably and reproducibly at certain levels of exertion and uh, is often relieved by either rest or, or nitroglycerin. Symptoms may, of course, differ with patients. Women may have different symptoms than men, and, and within any gender, there's differences as well. A determination of disease severity is important for guiding treatment and, and perhaps also establishing some sort of prognosis. This includes an assessment of the extent of the coronary artery disease and also an assessment of left ventricular function, at least in some patients. The choice of uh, when to proceed with additional evaluations, such as uh, coronary angiography, uh, followed by revascularization, has been worked out by several professional groups. Revascularization is often performed in appropriate patients in whom angiography reveals anatomy for which obviously revascularization may have some benefit and often when medication or medical therapy has failed. The poem that you found is for the journal Circulation. It was published uh, this year in 2023. It starts on page eight. It attempts to answer this clinical question. For patients who do have moderate to severe reversible ischemic cardiac disease, does adding an initial invasive strategy to optimal medical therapy reduce mortality more than simply using optimal medical therapy alone? A very good question, Mark. Uh, what did the authors find? Yeah, this was a great study and a very important study, I think, in terms of our understanding of um, the, you know, the role of invasive procedures for patients with this moderate to severe reversible ischemic coronary disease. So the original ischemia trial randomized 5,180 patients to either, as you said, revascularization, mostly uh, percutaneous coronary interventions, about a quarter got a bypass, and optimal, optimal medical therapy, or to optimal medical therapy alone. They did not include patients with left main disease, an ejection fraction less than 35%, recent acute coronary syndrome, or angina that couldn't be treated medically. So the groups looked the same. At the beginning of the study, they did analysis by intention to treat as they should. About 80% of those randomized to early intervention did end up getting some sort of a procedure, revascularization done. Only about 23% in the medical therapy group were ultimately at some point revascularized because they failed medical therapy. The original report after three years found no difference in mortality either all-cause or cardiovascular between groups. This is called the ischemia extend trial because they extend the follow-up to just shy of six years on average. All-cause mortality was, again, identical between groups. Hazard ratio of 1.0. That means no difference. Now, what's interesting is that 
cardiovascular death, death was less likely for those in the initial invasive group. Hazard ratio is 0.78. That was statistically significant. But, and it's a big but, non-cardiovascular mortality was more likely. Hazard ratio of 1.4, also significant. So these mortality numbers were primarily driven by patients with at least 70% obstruction in two or more vessels. They seem to have the greater benefit from the interventions. For the roughly half of patients who didn't have multivessel disease, they, they didn't see any difference in all-cause cardiovascular or non-cardiovascular mortality. So bottom line, we all die of something, an early invasive strategy, especially for patients with moderate to severe disease in two or more blood vessels, didn't reduce overall mortality, but it seemed to reduce cardiovascular mortality uh, with with a, with a sort of consequent increase in non-cardiovascular mortality. So help me to understand that, Mark. It sounds like it does decrease uh, cardiac mortality. You're saying it, it does not increase uh, all-cause mortality. What, why would that be? Is it that uh, the, those that have coronary artery disease likely have other types of artery disease and they die of a stroke or a, an aneurysm or something? Is that the thinking? It's not clear, and they didn't report in great detail about what the non-cardiovascular causes were other than that they were non-cardiovascular, but it also would include things like cancer, uh, chronic lung disease, which can be also comorbid or at the same caused by the same things like tobacco use, for example, mm -hmm. as cardiovascular disease. And so, and, you know, just like hypertension can promote the, the risk of cardiovascular disease. It also increases the risk of stroke. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very interesting. And, um, you know, it, it suggests there's no overall benefit, but, you know, maybe at the margins for those patients who have the two or more vessel disease, if, if anyone's going to benefit, they appear to have a greater benefit than the other groups. Interesting. Thanks for uh, sharing that with us. So we'll talk with you again in one week. All righty. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. Thank you.